0: And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, January 20th, the day after the Celtics lost to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I wrote an article last night, um, news article for Celtics blog, based on some Jalen Brown quotes. And my opening was, when it rains, it pours. And if that's true, then the opposite must also be true, which means when it's not raining, it's never going to rain. And that's kind of what happened to the Celtics. You know, nothing fell. I mean, Jalen Brown shot two for 11 from three. Jason Tatum shot over seven from three. And that's kind of been the topic of discussion on Twitter today, just talking about Jason Tatum. And I, I, I saw um, our friend Burner Celtics Ryan on Twitter, whose profile picture is now OG Anunoby, which is hilarious, put out a thread of some drop offs and shooting numbers. And I'll start off there and then we can get into a conversation, Sam, because I know you have your thoughts as well on the whole thing. Um, Three-point shooting regression league-wide. Jason Tatum, year one through five, 43, 37, 40, 38, 31. Luka Doncic, 32, 31, 35, 28. Shea, 37, 34, 41, 28. Dame, 36, 37, 40, 39, 31. Paul George, 40, 38, 41, 41, 32. Duncan Robinson, 44, 41, 35. Bradley Beal, 35, 35,
1: 35, 30. You know what I'm saying? Like It's rough. Yeah, no, I mean, it is league wide. A lot of guys complaining about the ball, which is—it's very difficult, you know. The ball is a whole new dimension, new weight. They have to mm-hmm. learn how to shoot the ball all over again. It's completely different now. Yeah, which I'm not serious about. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same dimensions. It's a basketball. Shoot it. Um, but in in all seriousness, we disagree on this. But there are, and this is a. This is not a majority-minority thing. It's kind of split from what I'm seeing online. Uh, I'm in the camp where I think he needs to be shooting less threes at this point, and you disagree, and you have mm-hmm. reasons. I have reasons. And I I truly I – keep, I keep throwing this out there. If you don't like Marcus Smart shooting threes because he doesn't shoot them well, and I know you disagree with this, and you've told me why, and it's, it's valid. There's validity to it. But Marcus Smart for his career – Shoots right around where Tatum is shooting this season. Now, like you said earlier. So different. Me, yeah, so I'll different. let you just say, it. you can say it, but I want to keep going.
0: The difference is Marcus Smart has never been a good three-point shooter. Jason Tatum, outside of this year, has always been a good three-point shooter. And even in college, when it was down around 34, 35, that's still average. He's always been, at the very least, an average three-point shooter. And for the most part a well above average three point shooter to so to say you shouldn't want him taking any looks you wouldn't want smart taking i understand the sentiment obviously but it just doesn't it just doesn't click
1: yeah but so so that is the defense to what i'm saying is listen Tatum this year has not been good he's not now that doesn't discount the rest of his career like you say but you're working with the present he's not making his threes and he's taken a lot of them. Now, can you look up real quick if you haven't mm-hmm. like already looked today, what the volume is this season compared to seasons in the past? Because I feel like <laughs> excuse me, and you know, anytime someone's missing shots, you're gonna remember more. It feels like he's taking a lot more threes now than he ever has. Which it's
0: around be... Go ahead. It's around the same percentage it of the shot same? selection. It, it's up, it's up from seven point six threes last year to eight point two this year. But okay. his well, shots are also different. up his shots are also up point four. So like Obviously, it's a little no, bit higher it, of a percentage, it but it's
1: not. Yeah, yeah okay. It's not much. Well, regardless, so. mm-hmm. if you don't want – if you want to meet in the middle, right, like we're talking about this, I think he should not shoot this many threes. I think Max, he gets four, and if he's not making them by then, you got to take a step in, shoot some mid-ranges. I personally think they should be making an effort early to get him going from the mid-range before he's shooting threes. You let him get a rhythm going maybe. Maybe that will help him get out of the slump. I do agree it is a slump, but it's hurting the team. And that's something we agree on.
0: Yes. But my thing is, and you are right, he's taking more threes this year than ever, quote unquote. Um, But the difference isn't that much. Yeah. 2019 20 season was 38.3% of his shots were threes. Last year was down actually 36.8. This year it's 39.
1: So it's like
0: 0.07 higher than his career high on that. And his career average. Is around three fifty because of his rookie year and his sophomore year. But regardless, you mentioned you know getting him going for mid range, which I can agree with. I mean, he's been—I I don't know the numbers. he I'm pretty glad. decent
1: from the mid range. That's not uh, somewhere I've noticed struggles for him.
0: And I can look up the percentages just to back that up. But I, I would tend to
1: agree with you. But I think he has been a good mid range
0: shooter for the most part. I
1: think. I think if you really want to beat the dead horse with him shooting these threes, like. I don't know. He's over. I feel like there have been a lot of games this year where he's put up really bad performances from three. And I mean, that's what people the tell you. And it's shooting becoming a, a problem. They are legitimately losing games. You can chalk up last night as one of them if you really want to mm-hmm. because he's shooting too many threes. But really, a lot of guys are shooting too many threes on this team. And this is something we've discussed before where I feel like this, and we agree this team as a whole is not a good shooting team. Right. Yes,
0: yes, for the most part, sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah, so this team is not a good shooting team, and mm-hmm. I understand the take what you're given. I mean, these are wide-open looks they're missing, but at a certain point, it's not working. You you mm-hmm. can't make these shots. It's not a question of the shots aren't falling today. They aren't falling at all. Or if they are, it's rarely, like you said, it rains it pours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They They save yeah. all their makes for one day, and then they're dry mm-hmm. for a week.
0: Um, and for what it's worth, Jason Tatum's shooting 37% from mid-range, 37.4. So it's not... Which still isn't that great. No, it's not great. Jalen Brown, for example, shoots 47.5% right. from mid-range. So, And I want to say Jalen
1: Brown had a really bad game uh, three-point-wise yesterday. He did. I still don't think he's the problem overall. I mean, he's been pretty consistent, especially lately since coming back off of his hamstring when he was actually like ready to come back. He's been yeah. pretty solid. Besides... Tatum was out and he really was bad against Minnesota and the whole team wasn't great against the Clippers. Then he was good against Orlando and he was, so. yeah, he obviously was good in that game, but he was good in that game because he was going to the basket at the end. Yeah, That's how they got back yep. in the game. Tatum was great on Monday in the second half. He was going to the basket. Now yeah. there is a difference. You know, New Orleans is New Orleans and obviously Charlotte juggernaut Plumlee down low, right? Can't finish past <laughs> him. But there are situations like Embiid's not easy to finish around. Guys don't want to drive on him, whatever. But you need to make a concerted effort to get looks inside and get better at making them. If I hear Scow bring up how much muscle Tatum put on one more time this season, I haven't
0: heard him say this. Well, like, good. He, someone must
1: have told him to stop because it was his favorite thing. He was, <laughs> and then Tatum was like shooting thirty percent at the rim. It was the greatest. I wonder so, what he's shooting now. He's definitely <laughs> improved. But he missed a couple yesterday that were tough. And it was just tough. Like they rolled off. Like it wasn't like he was, they were flying off the rim. He needs to get mentally stronger inside. I feel like it doesn't matter about his muscles. He needs to stop worrying about every time he feels a touch to flail or expect a call. I don't really know what's happening there. But he's not as consistent as he should be inside. And he doesn't go up strong as often as he should be. Mm-hmm. Tatum shoots
0: 61.2% in the restricted area. This great. Season.
1: That's great. Earlier, it was um, not that
0: Well, it's it's okay. It's, it's better it's than not, it was. Yeah, it, it's improving, but that's still not ideal. I mean, Jalen Brown should
1: 73.4%. Okay, there you go. Well, <laughs> so, it's better yeah. than it was. Th- that's a trend in the right direction. The threes have not gotten any better. Now, I don't think for the rest of his career he should abandon threes, but until he figures out how to do it again, the volume needs to decrease. It's hurting the team. It hurt them last night. It's hurt them in multiple games this year starting with him going from the top down touching on other guys shooting threes i just think it's a laziness thing they're in not all of Tatum's whoa whoa, are bad. Whoa, whoa whoa no no, no. Let, let's come not down. all tatum's threes are bad that is something you're right about there are plenty of times he should shoot the three however when it's 17 seconds on the shot clock he's coming off a screen at the top and pulling up those shots are not shots i want to see him take right now they're not going in disagree <clears throat> I disagree for the same
0: reason I disagree with the whole thing. And again, you know, we're allowed to have different opinions. Jason Tatum, historically, has been a really good three-point shooter, yes or no? Yeah. sure. Those shots at the start of the shot clock have been his best shot of his entire career. His best shot. He shoots around 45% on those shots from 15 to 18 seconds left in the shot clock. And even this season, he shoots better on those shots than than the rest of the shots combined. Those are dangerous I, like, shots, though. They are and, dangerous shots, but they are the best shots because the defense isn't set. Tatum is bringing the ball up the floor, and he's getting open looks there. And again, it's frustrating when they're not going
1: in, especially when they're not going in, because you say, the oh, they could have generated those looks. 33%. That's not good. It, it might be better than 31%, but it's still not good. And 45% from his career is good. So I agree. It was 47 last year. But he I'm not 47 about- on those. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about now. And I know, that doesn't mean that you're you wrong because you think he's going to break out of it eventually, which he will. He, he definitely yes. will. But right now, it's hurting the team, and they're not doing anything about it. That's my problem. It's not that I don't think he's ever going to be able to shoot threes again. My problem is they are losing games because they insist on doing this, and it's not working. But you can't sh- – like – it's not the, like the it's been thing. five games and he's been struggling, which he it's immensely half has the last five it's games. It's been half but a season, been, I know. An extended period of time, half a season, where it hasn't worked.
0: Figure and, it out. No, okay, the baffling part, though, and I think you'll agree with this at least. For, like, half of the season has been, it hasn't been like Tatum shooting 32% every game. He either shoots really well or really bad. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like there, there's no like that's a problem still.
0: Three there's no like three for ten games and there probably are sprinkled in there, but for the most part it's either he's shooting like forty percent or better, or he's shooting like fifteen percent. And yes, that's a problem, but at the same time, with the history he's had, you can't just change up like your whole game plan. Like, I, and I'll agree with you on this. If he starts the game zero for five, zero for four, whatever. Pull the plug. Change, that's my biggest thing. Yes, that's I, my I'll agree biggest with you
1: on ask. <laughs>
0: At least switch okay. up, because the, the clip that went not viral, but like was on Twitter last night, I'm sure you saw. You see the clip John Corrales tweeted out about uh, oh, Jalen
1: Brown. Jalen Brown in yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's a place where I'm like, okay, Jason Tham at this point is probably like oh for 4 or 5 from 3. You see Jalen Brown in the corner. He has an open lane. You need to pass that ball. I don't care if you are open, because you have guys closing out on you. You get that ball to Brown. I agree with that. He's
1: but he's this the corner,
0: Brown. Yes, Yes, but at the same time, I don't agree with the ideology that Tatum needs to stop taking threes because if he gets an open three, I don't care if he's over 11, you take the shot. You take the shot if he has an open three.
1: Take no threes. I mean, I know he needs to pick his threes more carefully. If Tatum is if over 11 from the field, light, he needs to really make an effort not to get baited into shooting them. Because sure. like you say, when he's been cold, he's been cold. If he's hot and he's making his threes, like that Pacers game last week, you started off like four for four, shoot as many as you want. If you're mm-hmm. making them, I don't care. But if you're not making them, like, you need to realize that and adjust. Sure.
0: But I don't care if he's 0 for 1, 0 for 5, or 0 for 10. If he gets a wide open 3 I I'm taking the shot.
1: Every time. Every time I want Jason
0: Tatum taking the shot. Every time. Well, I think that that shot last night if it was is open
1: at the time. With, with the, the Jalen the Brown one, thing? That one. It was open, but Brown was more yes. open, and he still of took course. the shot. Of
0: course. Of course. And that's the exception. If there's other guys open and you know you're cold, fine. But if you are open and you have a shot and, like, whatever, say there's like there's no other options, you can't have Jason Tatum. Like, that's where the issue comes in. You've heard of the yips, right? You can't oh, have yeah. a guy who's, had who's historically – Exactly. So good. I mean, I haven't had the chance to play basketball at the level you have, unfortunately, so I
1: can't, I can't say the same. Basketball. But... D2 basketball in Rhode Island is the pinnacle.
0: <laughs> you play... I was going to say you didn't play in college. High school so D2 is – uh, I, I didn't know there were divisions in high school that tells you where i was at when i was in high school my point is for a player like jason tatum right the Marcus smart thing right at this point you know Marcus smart's never had a problem with confidence whatever so at that point after you have x however many years of showing he's not a good three-point shooter he has learned and has gotten better this year
1: Broke. maybe
0: don't take too many of those shots jason tatum has taken an increased amount of threes every year because he is good at those shots. And I don't want to let half a season of a struggle season, especially when everybody across the league, every superstar around the league, is struggling to shoot the ball this season. I don't want that to affect Tatum's confidence in the slightest. I say want him still shooting size. like 40%, and he sucks at shooting. There's obviously anomalies, yes, but you can't look at – one you know th- it's the same thing there it's the are, same argument there are guys,
1: now there are a lot of guys trending downwards like you know you pulled up uh, our buddy Celtics fan Ryan his stats every single
0: shooter shooting superstar around the league is having a bad year even but Steph Duncan Curry Robinson who's is having a phenomenal is, year <laughs> Duncan Robinson's having a bad year. Stephen Curry's having a down year from three. And no one, obviously, no one's going to talk about it because he's still shooting a ridiculous
1: percentage. Well, but, it's but not even Steph that. Curry's it's just the wrestling. Warriors are winning games. The Heat are winning games. Okay. Yes, and you want to know why?
0: Do you want to know why they're winning games? And this is, you know, because cool. they don't rely on that no not even we'll take a second to take off the blame it's because they have other guys who are they have other guys who are making threes pj tucker leads the league in three-point percentage andrew wiggins is shooting 42 percent from deep you know jordan Poole shooting well from three what does the warriors Braden have shoot? a what whole host shoot okay yes but it's what two is guys jay, Brown? jay brown's at almost
1: 37 percent again he's figuring it sam, out sam sam don't sit here and try to but argue the that the celtics are not equal shooters. but there are still guys on the celtics that can make threes sure but
0: when it comes to it, the Celtics are a bad three point shooting team. Correct. Yes, they are.
1: And they need to the stop heat... working to make open three point looks instead work to make open looks in spots they can actually put the ball in the basket. Whether it's underneath, sure. mid-range, at the free throw line, wherever. You, they need that's really what I'm getting at is one, if Tatum's off, he needs to realize that and adjust. That's number one. Yeah. It doesn't mean don't it doesn't mean go into the game thinking no threes for me. It means Okay, I've missed three threes in a row. Maybe I'll work to get a mid range, or not even him. Ime Yudoka says, "All right, let's." I brought it up last night or early this morning. An example play is the play they used to run for Avery Bradley. He'd come off the handoff and make it a mid range. Mm-hmm. You know, like right at the elbow or something. Do not. I know what you're saying? Yeah, and get I'm- him a look that he should be able to make, you know, we said 37% from the mid-range, still not you Just start driving.
0: And I'm not, like, saying Tatum shouldn't drive more. Of course he should drive more. I'm just saying I disagree with the sentiment that Jason Tatum needs to stop taking threes when they're open. Because that's Can the thing should, I've seen let's... a lot on Twitter. <clears throat> sure. And maybe, but the thing is, where, do, like, what threes do you take away? You could say, okay, don't shoot those you know, cont- like contested ones. He's shooting the same so, amount of contested threes he's shot in his uh, whole career. He's shading okay. the same breakdown is wide open, open, contested. It's the same percentage as across his entire career.
1: Most importantly, if he misses, like, let, let's say, like, 0 for 4, 0 for 5, after that, he shouldn't be shooting threes unless it's something that's a contingency to, unless it's the wide offense. open. They shouldn't be running when at that point they shouldn't be running offense to get him open threes so he can shoot them. If he happens to get an open look off of a drive or something like that, it's different. But I don't want them, you know, running their whole offensive sets to get him the open look from three. I don't want. Yeah. I would love to see a lot less of the early off the pick threes. To regard this season, still thirty three percent is not good. It's it's not good. It's what I we have in I front know. of us right now. It's not. I mean. I'm not going to bring up, like, veterans that have declined because he's not a veteran that's declining. He's 23.
0: Shea Gilders Alexander, Luka Doncic. I, there's plenty of options for you there, too.
1: No, no, I mean, like, like you could say, like, uh, like Ray Allen. Like, if you put him out there now, like, he wouldn't shoot his high percentage from three. Oh, like, oh, that's obviously. the kind of thing I mean. Obviously, like obviously. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, he is not shooting well from three. So yep. instead of having him continue to take a high volume, pick the spots, take threes that are really, really makeable and let him get his confidence back. I, the issue is easy to overreact and say like, okay, no more threes, which mm-hmm. I think they should do sometimes during the offense, you know, when they're really struggling. Like I, I, I know what want, you're saying. I don't <laughs> want to see threes when the other team's on a run. I'm sorry. If I, I mean, or three position in a row, get to the basket.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Last, last night, Obviously,
0: I mean, I know you saw the stat. They were in the bonus with eight minutes, 40 left, and they took no free throws. That's not okay. That's bad. Uh, not, they took 16 I, threes I, in the fourth out of 24 <laughs> shots. And that's a problem. I'm not sitting here saying, like, you know, uh, this amount of threes is fine. Always take threes. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with the threes when they are wide open looks. Like, even like even away from Tatum. Those Josh Richardson threes, even you were fine with those. Those were wide open. Yeah, he was open. making it, his threes yesterday. Of course I'm fine with exactly. that. Exactly. But... He's, with superstars, 40 from this season. Yes, around yeah, he's 3 shooter. Exactly. The same thing you could say for Grant. Like he can take those threes too. And even yeah, Schroeder, he's earned it. Schro- And I, no, if you listen if to Schroeder the podcast, you know, so you know, know, I, I hate three threes. Yeah, you know, I dislike Schroeder. Schroeder's been amazing lately. He's been saving the Celtics, and I'm gonna he give him all the credit. He was five seven yesterday, and there were
1: still well, at least the. Yeah. I already pulled up on a fast break once. I hated that. But hey, hey, I remembered that.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Regardless, though, if Tatum gets an open three, I want him taking that three. Obviously, there are exceptions to that rule, like the Jalen Brown picture we're referencing. If there's other guys open, if you can get a pass for a layup, fine. But I don't want Tatum to stop taking threes because he is a good three-point shooter. He's having a bad three-point shooting year, but Jason Tatum is a good three-point shooter. And those can both be true. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, Exactly. So that that's where I think. in The Celtics this year, in case you're wondering, they rank 13th in threes attempted. They attempt 36 threes a night, 35.9. And obviously, you know what I'm going to say, Max, they're in 23rd and three-point percentage. It's actually up a little bit. It's 33.8. They've been
1: a little better lately. made a couple. He's been a little more consistent over the last stretch Mm -hmm. of games. Like you said, Schroeder's been really good. Jalen Brown's been playing a little bit better besides last night. Mm -hmm. Tatum's really the only one that hasn't found his footing shooting-wise. He's had some games here and there where he was great, like the Pacers game was great. Uh, The Pelicans, he was great going to the basket which was great. He, he he scored 27 on Monday without making a three. He yeah. can do it. And that game is a prime example of how he needs to play. He mm-hmm. couldn't make a three that day. He found another way to score last night. Maybe you don't think it's lazy. I feel like collectively in the fourth quarter, it was laziness. If you're taking 16 out of your 24 shots from three, and you're having a terrible night from three in a close game, that's bad you need to do something to get better looks than that when you are not making them and the game is close i understand the
0: sentiment because that's not just him i know i know and looking at the box score obviously you see okay 16 out of this x many shots were threes and you shot this percentage that's it's bad and i'm not going to sit here and say okay that's that's bad like say say that's a good thing you know that's great but what I will say is the reason I don't see it as lazy is because taking open shots isn't lazy. That's basketball. That's smart. Like you need to take open shots, it's not and obviously smart if you're buy.
1: not making them that day. You know, like you've had three quarters of sample size to know it's not your night, unless you're Schroeder or Richardson. Even Grant was two of five, so like I guess that's okay. But everybody else was not having a good game. I know, I know of how many threes do you say they took 16 out of 24
0: mm-hmm. eight of them were wide open meaning there was no defender within six plus feet of the player i don't care how many threes you miss you take threes that are wide open with six feet of space in the nba you take the shot every time you take the shot Marcus That's just Mart? basketball yes <laughs>
1: rob williams
0: no okay if you are a three-point shooter you take the shot even if you shoot 30 percent if you're wide open you take the shot that's basketball and Marcus Smart will take the shot you know if he's wide open Jalen Brown Grant Williams uh, Jason Tatum Dennis Schroeder Al Horford you take the shot if you're wide open right that and like whatever there is exceptions obviously like if if Jalen Brown's open the corner whatever six of them were open meaning a defender was four to eight feet away so 14 of their 16 threes were good shots by the definition of they were open shots or wide open shots, right? And obviously you could look at the other two and you know whatever they they missed. And you want to know the ironic part, Sam? The they other shot two, better on
1: the contested.
0: The other two, the last two that were tight, tightly contested, two to four feet. Two. For well, two, they were they Schroeder
1: in that. I think they were <laughs> yeah. the ones he chucked at the end. He made both of them. Yep.
0: yeah. So. Uh, it's fr- obviously frustrating when they're not going down, but that's good offense. And I, I completely understand and agree. And I know exactly what you're going to say next, but it hasn't worked for them this year. So you need to change it. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But in that situation, especially when you're down and you're getting open threes with most of them, like how many did Tatum take? I, I don't know off the top of my head, seven, Um, <clears throat> seven threes in the fourth quarter.
1: Oh, no, no, no overall.
0: No, I, I want to know in the fourth quarter. Cause two of them at least were Richardson. Right. One of them was Brown, at
1: least. You know, X-Many... Orford made one.
0: Mm -hmm. X-Many were Schroeder, however. So, what are we talking? Two to three were Tatum. So, sure, you can look at one or two or even maybe all of them that Tatum shot and say, okay, get a better look. That still means they're taking 13 of those threes. You know what I'm saying? I'm fine excuse me with taking open threes i understand and even some would agree with the frustration that it hasn't worked find better ways but i i, I you know most of the threes in that fourth quarter i'm not going to complain about like it, it obviously it hurts I, when you uh, don't make them but
1: like I, I said you had three quarters and realize it's not your night richardson fine shoot him you making them? shooter shoot him fine besides that really you should be working to get shots that aren't those yes they are wide open Fine. Now, does that mean the defense didn't want them to be open? Maybe they were baiting you to take those shots. They were. They, they were a hundred
0: percent baiting the Celtics. Hundred right. so percent. playing I agree.
1: exactly what they want you to do. Which, I, if you have, you know, all these guys that can shoot on your team, fantastic. If your team's on shooting that night, fantastic. But they weren't. So as this isn't on Tatum. This is this part of our conversation we're having right here for the li- people listening. This is not me ripping Tatum. We're done with that. This is on the team as a whole and really Ime Yudoka work to get shots that aren't threes at that point in the game. You are, you haven't made threes all game. I don't know the percentage they had, you know, up until that point.
0: I can tell you, I'll, it was I'll not good. good. It was no good. No.
1: It, it was in the twenties and you shot 66% of your shots in that quarter from there. It's mm-hmm. bad. And, and you don't, you might not want to say it's lazy, but I mean, yeah. you're in a close game. You need to find a way to get that ball to go in the basket. And if you've had this whole game to realize you, it's not your night from three, figure it out. You're in the bonus for the last eight minutes. and You don't get to the free throw line. I mean, that's even more of a reason not to be shooting threes.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the part I'll agree with you. Like if you're in the bonus with that much time left, you need to get to the line and that's not excusable. Like, and, and they were shooting 30% through the first three quarters, which is bad. Um, So I agree with the sense that you probably should have created other ways of offense, but, and I found the stat Tatum took. Tatum didn't take a single three in the fourth quarter. That wasn't wide open. And he took two Tatum took two threes in the fourth quarter. He missed them both, both wide open, frustrating, you know, painful, obviously not great. Um, They're both in the corner. I remember them. mm -hmm. You live with them. I I mean, those specifically, you live with them, the wide open. Sure. But if they're packing the paint and you have a wide open three and you're Jason Tatum and you've historically made 40% of your threes, you take the threes. It, that's it's built into your game. And I, and I agree with you in the sense that the Celtics, in the grand scheme of things, need to do a better job of getting in the paint. I'm not saying they don't, because if you have you're in the bonus with nine minutes of game time left, and you don't shoot free throws from there on out. That is bad basketball. That is terrible basketball, and you need to be better. But at the same time, I just disagree. With this, with the idea that you shouldn't take the wide open threes in the grand scheme of thing, just from 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 a basketball perspective, and, and I understand the argument against what I'm saying, but that's just how I feel in the situation, you know. And uh, I, I think there's also an argument to say Udoka needs to be better and recognize the personnel he's working with, which is fair. That's a fair criticism, and I also think there's a fair criticism saying, okay, well, you see this offense can work. In theory, if you make shots, so you get shooters that because if I mean, realistically speaking, if you had a more well-rounded shooting team, this offense would be gorgeous, right? I mean, you see the like just oh, yeah. purely, purely at the looks they're getting, and I, Hell, I agree if, with them.
1: if Tatum was just shooting normally, it would probably <laughs> exactly. They'd be good, and they're not, and they're not. I'm shooting not, well, I'm not and, discounting and, any of that. I'm just saying you're not doing it for the right team. You know, this, I know, this is I know, not the team for that. Figure out how to do it how to get shots another way mm-hmm. and, that, and that's that, the big problem for me mm-hmm. and you know you said you know you're not gonna not take open shots or open threes in the fourth quarter yeah i don't feel like it's about not taking them i feel like it's about not settling for them See, so i'm how, looking at how, it differently see, than you i
0: don't think you can settle like if you have a wide yes, open three and most of them they were working for it's not like they're just walking up to the corner oh this is open they pass they move the ball they get those looks you know what no, I'm they, saying? They, it's they not,
1: absolutely like, did pass, but they work for the all looks, the possessions. are not lazy. All the possessions they were work. Why are you working for that? It's not working. Why are you? Why are you settling that, to that, work for that? that, that? I think can, can it's that, easier though. to than working for you know maybe a pass across the lane to an open Especially, guy in the other block
0: especially against the Hornets. I'll give you that because the Hornets are not good on defense, but a, a big part of the Hornets issues on defense is they give up a lot of open threes and most teams are able to kill them there. It's just the Celtics aren't, <laughs> it's just the Celtics could not and they did not. So um, that's 100% a hundred percent That That's well. the
1: frustrating part for me, man. Like this was a game that it was, it's a team that's right around the Celtics in the standings. Celtics yep. have been on a little bit of a hot streak, you know, now it's mm-hmm. five out of seven, but it was five out of six. If you win yesterday, that's that's a game that's like a statement win. That's like, yeah, hey, yeah. we're figuring things out. That's a team that's like not really a joke that we just beat. They're not like a world beater, but that's a team that's been playing decent this season. They were now now they're five games over five hundred. They were four. It's really sad that we're measuring things like this at this point of the year with this team. <laughs> but nonetheless, if you win that game, it's a really good win. And if you lose, it's yes. it, it kind of discounts all these wins you've had over the last week to me.
0: I completely. I completely disagree with that sentiment. I was just going to say when you're done, I don't want to overreact to this one game because the Celtics have been playing really good basketball lately, right? I mean, five out of seven is still good. And obviously last night's or whenever you're listening to this Wednesday night's loss is frustrating. It's painful because you should have won the game. If you had made your threes or there have been
1: positives over the last week.
0: Or if you would look for better shots, I don't want to sit here and overreact to that game, just like Ime Udoka didn't want to overreact to the Sixers game, because there were clear reasons why they didn't win each game. The Sixers game, they didn't come to play. They didn't hustle. They weren't playing good basketball. And that was that. And they bounced back, right? And then they fixed those things and they played better in the coming games. Last night, I mean... You could say they didn't work for enough good shots in the fourth quarter. Fine. You could say they didn't make their open looks when they should have made those open looks because even the guys who have been good from three didn't make their shots. Fine. That's a fine argument too. You could say they took too many threes. Fine. But they bounce back after the Philly game and they've been playing better lately. So I have no reason to believe that they can't bounce back after this game against Charlotte. So I'm not going to sit here and obviously I have better. You're playing uh, Portland. Portland's awful. I know that that's my point. I'm saying I have, Based on how they've played this month, I have no reason to believe they can't bounce back. So I'm not going to sit here and panic and, you know, go back to being miserable because they've been better after one loss. Do you know what I'm saying? Well,
1: it's not about yesterday's loss. It's about the whole season as a collective. Congrats. You just beat up on, like, a bunch of mediocre teams. Congratulations. You play a team that's actually competitive and you lose. The the two most competitive teams they played over the last week, they lost. They play Philly. Chicago, you can say – you know, they're top of the conference, but they're without a lot of guys. That's why I say that. It's not because I don't yep. think they're good. They're top of the conference. But they were without most of their, you know, no Levine, no Lonzo. Um, who else didn't play for Derek Jones? They they were without like seven or five of their seven top scorers or something like that. Like there's a reason I'm saying this sure. for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. And then you lose to Charlotte, who's a good team.
0: Yep. I understand the strength of opponents, blah, blah, blah. They've been playing better basketball lately facts they period. should be they're that's playing the against bad the teams. i okay stop i they they are playing bad better basketball lately period yep period that's the end of the sentence
1: they've been they, playing better basketball they played a horrible first half against the pelicans it was horrible and then they fixed it and then they, they fixed they it they did a great thing they closed the game fantastic yes. they closed the game against okay. the Bulls. those are good things the problem is you're not building on it you are you show up against you know, you have a good win against the Pacers, you know, two wins against Pacers. First one, well, you're on a three-game streak because you beat, you blow out the Knicks. Then you beat the Pacers, you scrape by them, and then you blow them out. You go into Philly, and you don't even come to play.
0: Yeah, it's probably. Okay, that
1: Bad. one is kind of a discount thing because they just overall didn't come to play. Yep. Okay, so then you bounce back from that. You play Chicago. You play all right. You, you go up kind of big early. The game gets close again. You go down in the fourth quarter, through. and yep. you and close the game. Yep. Wow, yep. which is great because you haven't done that all season. Yes. Then you come thing out flat the in a matinee, which is expected, yep. and then you finish the game. Great. Mm. You're not, and then you play Charlotte, and you don't make and shots. None of that carries over. Yeah, you're not building on that. That's this Charlotte game is like the exam. You can get all A's on these little quizzes. You get to the exam. That's like the big chunk of the grade. This is where we see what you actually know and what you've learned. And you show up and you do the same thing. You play poorly the fourth quarter. My problem is a lot of
0: fans and a lot of people are seeing this growth from what is an average team. The Celtics, overall, the seasons up to now, has they've been an average team, or you could even argue below average team. And in the past what is it o- almost two weeks now you've seen growth and a lot of people see this growth over a couple games and expect the Celtics to magically return to a 50 win team. That's not going to happen. They're not that good, whether or not you think they should be that good or they should have been good, that good at the start of the season. That ship has sailed. They're not a 50 win team. They're not a top four seed in the East. They're not going to win a championship. Right now they need to focus on growth. And what you've seen over the last week and a half has been growth. And I don't care if they're playing the Pistons, I don't care if they're playing the Heat. I if they're playing better as an individual basketball team regardless of the strength of the opponent, I see that as growth at this point because they're playing better basketball. And sure, Charlotte was a step back because they took too many threes or whatever. But if they made, you know, 4 of those threes, which they probably should have made because they were open shots, this entire narrative is different. So I'm not going to spend, you know, x amount of minutes this amount of time complaining because they shot poorly from three and shot themselves in the foot because that's exactly what they did you know whether they shot themselves uh, yes but they've showed growth over the past week and a half based on what they played how they played at the start of the year which is a good thing so i'd rather focus on the good things which has been the majority of the past two weeks than the one negative which could be a negative because they missed shots or because they didn't take the right shots regardless it's a negative But I'm not going to focus on that one game when they've been playing better as a whole and as a collective.
1: They have been better over the last (laughs) few weeks. They have. They've won five out of seven. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. But you lose the two most challenging games. That's that's not impressive to me. Prove it. Prove that you can do it against a team that matters. They're not going to. Well, then that's the problem. Yes, and it's you been the problem breaking. all year. Yeah, breaking news,
0: Sam. They're yeah. not good. Like, and it, it sucks, right? Because uh, see, as I
1: haven't, Boston, I haven't dismissed my early expectations as you have. And, yeah. you know that's my own fault. Whatever. <laughs> I just feel like they're better than they. I mean, like you say, I Tatum. Agree. They should be. They should Tatum, be if he's better, they probably win a lot more games. Yeah, great. Okay, we'll win, win some games here. Figure it out. (laughs) It's time to stop screwing around. This is not a team that should be at the level they're at. Whether or not that changes what they are right now, it doesn't. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. That's the issue. But to me, growth
1: is getting to where you should be. And they have taken small steps towards that. The most impressive things to me is that they closed kind of back-to-back games over the weekend. And Martin Luther King Day, those were both games they closed. I guess you could say they closed against the Pacers last week, even though they blew the lead first. and Then they, they scraped it out in overtime. Okay, yesterday's game was just a measuring stick game to me, and that they they didn't continue that's those fair. trends. in that game is really not great to me.
0: That's fair, and uh, of course, I, I I agree with you in the sense that it wasn't great. But I'm just not going to dump all of my expectations into that one game because you you said growth to you is getting you know to where you should be. I, in my opinion, they're at obviously, where they should be. No, not even. No, that's the goal. The growth is you is the journey to get to that goal, and that's not going to be a, a two week journey. It's probably going to take them into next season to get back to where they're supposed to be, which sucks. Uh, and it's going to take roster tweaks. It's going to take you know different change of play styles for Tatum and Brown. Because realistically speaking, even if like obviously you know my feelings like Tatum should still take those shots, whatever. Even if you know, let's say you're right. Let's say everyone who's saying Tatum needs to stop taking the shots is correct. It's going to take him more than half a season to adapt to that, especially when he took most of that half a season to realize that he needs to adapt. So this growth that the Celtics need to do to get to that end goal is going to take a long time, which is extremely frustrating and painful for everyone who's watching the team, covering the team, or is a fan of the team. But the, it's just it's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like They're not going to be this 50-win team after... Uh, a few game stretch, especially because, like you said, some of these teams are bad teams. Pelicans are a bad team. <clears throat> Who else? Are they? The Pacers are not a good team at all this year. Pacers are bad, They're, but they need to take those games to improve on themselves. They and should then win those games. Those are games like, they of, should of, win. Course, of course, of course. You
1: did what you're supposed but, to do.
0: I know. My point though is they haven't won a bunch of those games this year. So to see them, it, it's not about the end result. It's not, and obviously you want to win. And in the end, it is about the end result. But for this Celtics team, that is. You know, newsflash, not going to win a championship. I'm sorry. Not going to win a championship. Probably not even going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Might even struggle to get to the playoffs in general. Though, you need to take that time to improve internally, right? You need to improve, play better as a team. Learn to work with Udoka. Learn, figure out, you know, roster. Take, Brad, take the time to look at the roster. See what's working. See what's not working. And if you can string a few wins together while that's happening and string together, You know, a better seed and get into that playoffs, get some experience, (laughs) some more experience, I should say. Awesome. That is good. That is growth. Improving internally and as a unit is growth. But this team is not going to turn into the 51 team that they want to be, or arguably they probably should be with the personnel they have. They're not gonna turn into that team. Well, that's the problem overnight.
1: That that's that's the issue I have. I know, and I'm not saying like They, there's a lot of moving pieces coming to the season, so like them struggling early might not have necessarily been a surprise. Not even. Not uh, even. Schroeder Richardson, two important pieces coming in that you need to work into your team. Horford yep. coming in who wasn't on the team in the last couple of years, yep. you need to rework him. All those things should be ironing themselves out right now, and they're not, so that's an issue for me.
0: And I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Of course, it's a problem. Like so that means something bigger is wrong here, right? Like so, <laughs> something's not working, and you need to figure that out. But they're not like. Based on what we've seen all season, it's very clear that this is going to be a longer growth process than a lot of, you know, fans or people who cover the team want to admit and, well, you know, understand, like, it's going to be a while, like, they're not going to contend this year and hell, as far as you know, they're not going to contend next year and it sucks. But, and I'm, again, I'm not saying you're saying trade Brown or trade Tatum, because I know <laughs> you disagree with both those notions, the people saying trade Tatum, trade bound because they've had this experience. Jalen Brown is 25, Jason Tatum is 23, 24 oh, Those now. people are
1: big wrong. Big yeah, wrong.
0: I know. <laughs> They've got plenty of time and they now that this season is very clearly not a championship level or even playoff contention season, you take this season as a uh I don't even know what the right word for it. As a building block, as an experimentation season in the sense that you look at all the pieces you have. You figure out what you need to the future for it's the future. Which We've ones you want to keep? This exactly, exactly. And I think that's where the shift in thought process from Udoka and even Brad Stevens needs to go. I think you need to trade Dennis Schroeder simply from the perspective that he's not going to be here long term, and you're not competing this season. I'm sorry, you're not. Like it's not going to be a competitive season. And realistically speaking, with the way he's been playing at this point, if you can only get a second back for him, I wouldn't even complain, you know, from a purely competitive standpoint, because at least it would show Brown and Tatum that, you know, we're trying to win here. We just need to figure it out. Like, sure. Fine. Keep Schroeder. He's been playing better lately. That's fine. But from the perspective of, you know, if you want to learn and grow, you need to figure out which pieces need to stay and you need to play Pritchard, you know, probably trade Schroeder because you want to give Pritchard that chance. Um, <clears throat> In addition, you know, if you think you can keep Richardson past next season, you keep him around. Obviously, because he's a good piece, and I know you like him, and I like him too. You keep him around. So, but if you can't, you got to explore the trade market because his value is higher right now than it will be at the same point next season. Um, Al Horford, you love Al, I love Al. It's not working right now. Like he either needs to be coming off the bench, and uh, as our friend Tim Shields pointed out, if you're paying someone thirty million dollars to come off the bench, not great. <laughs> it's it's not right. ideal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And they're exploring, you know, moves for that too. Marcus Smart, you know, once he's back from injury, you take a look at him in X many games before the trade deadline. His value right now is obviously not where you might want it to be, but it's probably as high as it might be, especially because he's got so many years left. And some of these competing teams with offensive-minded superstars probably wouldn't mind putting Marcus Smart next to those guys. He's talking about Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Dame Lillard, like – You want a defensive guy to help negate some of their defensive issues. Bingo, Marcus Smart, right there for you. So you take that time to look at him. You know, even Grant Williams. As much as I love him, like his value is, besides, it's gonna get right now. Like if you if you get a good offer for Grant Williams and you can package him to get something to help you long term, you look at all your options. This season is, like you said, it's a tryout. It's a tryout. Aaron D. and Romeo Langford. Their tryout might already be over realistically right they've shown flashes but i don't know yeah, about it,
1: brad brad seems really like nesmith everything i've heard it's him fair. say about nesmith he loves I, him. yeah yeah um but i don't know about romeo Rome, romeo's weird just because like he's just now this season getting the extended run of someone that hasn't been injury prone their whole yes. like first years. so you have to take him with a grain of salt too the thing is though a month ago, two months ago, we were
0: saying the very opposite thing, right? We were saying, you know, trade Aaron, keep Romeo, and now we're saying that. So you don't know, and that's the inconsistency of this team right now. You don't know anything. You don't know what's going to happen in the next month.
1: Which is I strange. think to avoid the good old Max struce Desmond Bain uh, issues, <laughs> you really need to give those guys, especially NeSmith, as much run as you can before you make a decision like that. Yeah, specifically Neesmith. Like NeSmith has shown you some good things. Biggest knock on him is that he's not making his shots, which is really the uh, selling point for him coming out of college, <laughs> yep. which is tough. But he's shown other things you didn't ever get. Like he's a freak. And like I like Steve Smith. He mm-hmm. busts his ass defensively. Brad said he feels like, so when he came into camp last year, he felt like he was two years away. So we're only a year in. And then, you know, he said like a couple months online, he was the seventh guy on the team, but yep. he's, He's not, I don't think he's someone you necessarily want to give up on just yet. You need to give him some run, yeah, consistently first.
0: And I, I'm not saying like I like Naismith, uh, I don't even mind Romeo,
1: but Romeo was actually really good yesterday. So he was there's that at, at,
0: at some point, though. You can't, uh, I think Gary Washburn said this you can't have the roster filled with guys who haven't developed yet, right? So you got to manage your expectations, like, okay, do we want to compete this season or do we want to. Have a tryout this season for the young guys. And regardless of what the answer is, if you are trying to have a tryout for the young guys, probably Trey Richardson, right? And it sucks because you want him here long term. But from what we've seen from the rotations this year, and maybe you could say, oh, fire the coach. You can't fire the coach midseason.
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, think you should fire the coach. I, exactly. don't, I don't think that's necessarily, I think he, I've said this before, I don't to. think he's the problem, but I don't think he's currently doing anything to fix it. Maybe he has over the last couple of weeks. Like you said, there are things that have improved, but they failed the exam yesterday. Um, So if if you want to play Neesmith though, you probably trade
0: Richardson, right? And you get some value back for him. And I'm not saying you get, but I see the thing about
1: Richardson is I really think like he's someone that you should have even after, you know, this year, like he's someone that's on that, final equation for you like i agree he's with a you. good player he's making his threes he plays defense he can handle the ball run the pick and roll he's good on the drive especially with his left hand like those are all like really positive things out of neesmith i they shouldn't trade him just because his money is tradable like 11 million uh, that's not tradable. what i'm saying I'm i saying know that's it, not what you're saying but yes. i also don't think they should trade him just so they can try out neesmith because if neesmith turns out not to be great then you kind of well gave up richardson
0: I know I know but then you got to find a way I mean split their minutes then or something because I I agree with you that Richardson does seem like he could be a good piece on a championship level team with Tatum and Brown on it but then you got to have that conversation with him obviously he's here next year but the year after that like realistically next year probably not going to compete the year after that's going to be the first year ideally on this timeline that the Celtics are now currently on that you want them back in contention right so you got to ask Richardson like hey what are your thoughts long-term? I know it's a lot to ask you right now, but we obviously you've seen where we're at as an organization. Like, what, what are you thinking? And you get his thought process. And if he's like, yeah, I really like it here, boom, you plan for that. And you can think about you know, consolidating some of these younger wings in favor of that veteran who can help you down the line, great. But if he's like, yeah, I'm not sure, you got to consider it, right? Because his no. value this year is going to be considerably higher than next Agreed.
1: year. If I'm Richardson, though – he should like it here. This is the best he's played in a while. You know <laughs> Yeah, like I would hope so. He's like really thriving on this team. Played better than he probably has since leaving Miami. Yeah, yeah. This is good for him. I if he doesn't like it here, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I don't know. Then you I guess you should trade him at that point. If he doesn't want to be here and he's playing well, like you say, get something back. But if he does want yep. to be here, I think you have it right. Talk to him, see what he thinks. And and yeah. they really need to make sure he's being straight with them. Yeah, you don't want a Kyrie situation, obviously. Now, before we've been going a while, but before we wrap up, I do want we have a trade to discuss. Ah, yes. Um,
0: I, I was about to pick up my phone. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: you were all excited. You're like, oh my. I was goodness. like, what well,
0: trade? <laughs> no.
1: Um. So, Bull, Bull, and PJ yep. Dozier are now members of the Celtics. They are in the hospital, but they they've got green <laughs> uh hospital robes on. So there's they that. do.
0: Yes, they do. Celtics traded Watcher Hernan Gomez to the Spurs. Got back. Um,
1: those two guys.
0: Uh, yeah. Dozier and Bobo. I don't know why I had a brain fart. Spurs sent Bryn Forbes to the Nuggets. Nuggets sent a 2028 20, second to the Spurs. Um, I know your gut reaction was, well, why didn't the Celtics get Forbes? And that's understandable. I mean, he's a guy even I brought up as somebody could help them. Well,
1: that, that was the main thing for me, right? Like you thought he was an attainable guy. And, like, I just couldn't believe, like, all the Spurs really got was Wancho. Like, that second-round pick is, like, years away. Six years away. Like, who cares? Yeah,
0: And it's protected. Fun fact.
1: (laughs) So, they traded Wancho. They got Wancho and gave up Brent Forbes. Like, why didn't the Celtics work that out? But I listened to the radio today, and Brad Stevens seemed like he was really – he likes Bull Bull from what he said. Like, he seemed excited – Like, he said, like, his, like, ceiling is really high, like, saying, like, he does all these things well. The problem is, like, they're both, you know, free agents, bull restricted. I don't know if P.J. Dozier is or not. Yeah. But, I mean, I liked P.J. Dozier to be on this team if he wasn't injured.
0: Sure. I do like P.J. My my gut response or my initial response to you when we talked about this off – not on the podcast was we were on the move.
1: pregame. We were, we were not yeah. happy with each other at the time. Yeah, uh,
0: It's a tax move, right? Yes. Um, Boston gets under the luxury tax a little bit, et cetera, et cetera, business, business. Since then, I've, I don't know if it's realized, but I've come up with a new rationale for it, which I think makes a lot Go more on. sense for a basketball perspective. <clears throat> You're trading Wancho for essentially nothing, right? You're just getting him off the books. That's fine. And ideally, you know, you bring Bryn Forbes in. That's great. How much does Bryn Forbes raise the ceiling of this team, realistically? Like honestly, maybe he wins you two, three more games, if that. You know, in, he in might the grand. Have won you yesterday's things.
1: game, you would yeah, have passed sure. the exam. I'd be drinking the perfect Kool-Aid example.
0: Today. Perfect example. Does Bryn Forbes make the Boston Celtics uh championship team? No, probably not. So, if he's going to be off the books at the end of the season, you don't know what his market value is going to be around the league. Uh, like realistically speaking, with the season he's had, like. Could be a team out there giving him seven to ten million dollars, sounds crazy, like that's probably an overpay, but there could be a team out there willing to give him that with their MLE, and that's fine. So, what it tells me is one of two things. And plus, if you do that, like you thought Neesmith wasn't getting minutes now, boy, oh boy, would he get no minutes with Bryn Forbes on right. this team. So, it tells me one of two things one, Brad Stevens realizes that this is not a championship team, this is not a deep playoff team. What's the point of adding veterans when you need to play your young guys and figure out stuff for the future or B he's got another move up his sleeve. And if the Celtics don't want to be a luxury tax team or don't want to be like even higher in that tax in order to make that move, you need to get a little bit under it now. So you can make a move later. So I I think those two make a lot more sense than just oh, the business, business, which is obviously a big part of it as well. But you
1: know what I'm saying? I will say this on the uh, toucher and rich interview today with Brad Stevens. Yeah he he seems to be more in my camp here he's not thrilled with what he he kind of said like he doesn't care so much for the last like week or so like he didn't think it was that impressive what they did oh really you you should go listen to it later if you have the time i will will. like he was like saying like there were a lot of things he thought they did well yesterday but like he thinks like they might have played better yesterday. than They did in some of the wins. Like he cited new, the New Orleans game where they, they were did. Really bad <laughs> they probably
0: did. They just
1: didn't make shots. But he he doesn't seem like he's accepting that they're at this point in the season. Like he he thinks yeah. they should be better than they are, and he's not thrilled.
0: Of course, and I, I
1: my whole like spiel
0: whatever the past twenty minutes. I'm not saying I'm happy with where the Celtics are at. They stink. They're not good right now. They're not a good basketball team right now. They're not playing at the level they should be playing at. But in comparison to the way we've seen them the rest of the season, this is growth. And I, I recognize that as much as it, it's painful because it's obviously not where the team should be. It's better, right? And it, it's a slow process and it's slowly getting better, which sucks. But they are getting better. So that, that's that's why I'm not. I'm not even confident. I'm just like not at a state where I'm going to be super, super duper pissed off. Uh, because, like like you said, they probably kind of did play better against the Hornets. They shouldn't make their shots.
1: Well, they played all right defense. But... Yeah. I don't know, man. I will say, I, I wasn't that hurt. Uh, Grant Williams made two threes. I needed him to make over one and a half. And Schroeder, over three and a half rebounds yesterday. Good picks for me. There you go. I, sh- I should start dropping them <laughs> on, the, on the pregame. I'll start looking up picks during the God. day for those... <laughs>
0: oh uh, please do uh also before you wrap up here sam yeah uh interesting news based on someone you think the celtics should trade for heat washington potentially... no heat are open to trading duncan robinson
1: Really? well league. i mean i don't blame them these contracts <laughs> really big and if he's not shooting that's all he's good for <laughs> took him out of the starting
0: lineup the past couple of weeks in favor of mr max streus no he fits take... the,
1: he fits the trade exception He does. He makes fifteen point six million this year. If he fits the trade exception, you really gotta think about it. (laughs) I'm not like I'm not being cute, like you have that. I know. You need shooting. He's from here. My my thing is
0: I don't know what the heat would want for him unless they're just looking to get off his contract which the celtics could do you know what i'm saying like i don't know what the heat would want because they're a good team they're a championship team this year
1: oh no, like, they absolutely are team. see they so, they'll probably yeah. do with him what i think the celtics should do is uh make sure they get something back for these guys if they're going to give them up <laughs> yes yes i understand. Yeah, I don't point. i don't think he's going to be a uh, second round pick here you go yeah we'll see we'll see though i don't know i don't it's really a lot know of money they, they're- needs down there
0: they're tied up for a while. So they got yeah. some
1: decisions to make. Yeah. I don't, I'm just trying uh, to think yeah. of like what they would want, like what their nothing. team really needs. I, I saw in an article for
0: ESPN, like one trade target or trade archetype teams to trade for. Miami Heat said nothing, just convert Caleb Martin to a standard contract and go. So they, they don't yeah. really. Okay. And you you got to remember, they still have Victor Oladipo. <laughs> yeah. Which, they do. You know, even a shell of himself, like that's still Victor Oladipo helping you out on defense, et cetera. So yeah. they're good. They're dangerous. They're really no, good. Oh, that's a good
1: team, man. I think they're, they might be the best. Maybe not as good as Milwaukee. And I don't and know what Brooklyn with, uh, you know, all their and moving parts over there. But, and love them like or hate them.
0: Love them or hate them. You got to feel bad for Chicago right now. You feel like,
1: well, even... I don't have a problem with Chicago. They must, no, no, those feel fools, bad. For they them. must have poached some uh, ex Celtics training staff and no, taken I'm, them to yeah. themselves.
0: Yeah, that sucks, man. I mean, losing Lonzo for that long without Levine now, it hurts. It sucks. Uh, anyways, yeah. anything else you wanted to say before we get out of here?
1: Uh, Nothing in particular. Um, just hope they they don't sell for less than whatever guys are yep. worth, that they're going to trade them. Specifically hey, I, smart.
0: I said, uh, I tweeted out today, for the sake of my timeline and my Twitter timeline, I cannot wait for February 11th. But for the sake of my cynical, drama-loving self, February 10th is going to be amazing. And I'm very excited to see what It'll happens. It'll be a fun day.
1: It'll be and fun. We'll... I, I always get a kick of, like, they wait till the last minute to make trades. I yep. get it. Like, you want to make sure you get the best deal. Like, if something happens between now and then, somebody gets hurt, they need to fill a spot. You know, yep. maybe yep. like... But it always is funny to me that, like, the trades don't happen till that day. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, if, you're, if you want to, like, shift your team, you want the time to uh, get – mesh together get prepared for the playoffs yeah. if that's what you're about
0: yeah we'll see man i'm very excited i think more moves are definitely to come whether they'll be substantial i doubt but we shall see uh anyways Look thank you guys us, for man. listening jack and
1: i <laughs> putting together about an hour for you guys off of just one game one topic really yes. we just
0: talked about shooting
1: we had a good but, conversation uh, yeah. today it wasn't a bunch of screaming we defended kept our sides it. we kept it intact
0: we did uh, the pregame was screaming though. Speaking of the pregame, come check us out 30 minutes before every Celtics game. Guy Boston sports on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, thank you for listening to From the Rafters. Uh, you know, always appreciate you guys listening. Check out BannertownUSA.com and do check out Guy Boston sports. We're a partner with them and we appreciate everything they do. Uh, check us both out on Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be below our faces. If you're not, I'm at Jack Simone MBA. We're Bannertown, USA, and I'll throw it over to Sam and he'll tell you the rest.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. Uh, like Jack said, you can check us out on the pregames at Guy Boston. You can check us out on YouTube uh, there or here maybe. I don't know. We, we're we working on getting our stuff. Out. Oh, we are? We're going to go over It'll there.
0: It'll be – last one was on Guy Boston Sports. Remember to do that for Well, now if you're on. new and you,
1: you found there. us there, which, I mean, you might have because that's where our pregames are. And you if you like us there, yep. you might watch our podcast. <laughs> But thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you can follow Jack at Jackson One NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Samuel France NBA. That's our okay.